All right. Welcome to the Take Notes uh, Utah Jazz Podcast. Uh, you're here with Kemper and Cruz again. Um, we just got some news yesterday about the first kind of the domino falling in um, kind of draft time trades. Um, so I'll go ahead and read off what that trade was and we'll kind of talk about how it um, how it affects the Grizzlies and the Pelicans and how it could potentially affect the Jazz as well. Uh, so Adrian uh, Wojnarowski and Andrew Lopez have an article on ESPN says the New Orleans Pelicans are finalizing a trade to send Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and two future first-round picks, including the 10th overall um, pick in this draft. Um, and then I believe it's a Lakers pick for next year's draft, which is top 10 protected. And they're sending that to the Memphis Grizzlies for Jonas Valanciunas and the 17th overall pick. And if I'm not mistaken... There should be a, um, I believe it's a second round pick swap in this year's draft as well. Does that sound right, Cruz? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, it's I don't, oh, they, they talked about it. Yeah, so Memphis gets the 40. 40 and 51 are switched. Yeah, yeah Memphis is going to get 40, New Orleans is going to get 51. Um, yeah. So my first thought um, is this clears, I'm kind of concerned as a Jazz fan because this clears a lot of cap room for the Pelicans because they're sending away basically $20 million in cap space um, is basically what they're getting. So it opens up a lot of cap space to, um, to either sign a, a new free agent, um, which could be big, or I guess you could say it's for like making sure Alonzo's contract comes back on because he's, a, I believe, a restricted free agent this year. Um, I just, I don't really see that they would need a ton of cap room for him. He's, he's definitely not a max level player. I'd say like maybe kind of that 15 to 20 million a year range. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the main thing that, that kind of worries me is one of the, the big issues that I saw with the Pelicans last season was spacing where you have Steven Adams, who's a big that doesn't space the floor at all. Like he's very much just like a around the basket, classic big man. Um, and that, I feel like that created a lot of issues with Zion. who's also like, he can shoot the three to a certain degree, but he's not, that's not his, his bread and butter. Um, so I feel like it's, this will give a lot of spacing with Jonas Valanciunas. He's someone who he's not like a lights out three point shooter, but he's, he's a big who can definitely space the floor. Uh, and I feel like that'll open up a lot for Zion. And I know we've had issues with Zion. Like he's just such a, such a force in the paint. Um, and then this also opens up cap space for them to potentially sign someone else while not really giving up. I feel like it's not a huge jump from the 10th pick to the 17th pick in this draft. So what do you, what do you think about the Pelican side? So, yeah, I think, I think that was definitely their goal because I mean, Jonas Valanciunas, while a fantastic player, I don't think him alone truly moves the needle for that team. No, I think the, the cap space was the ultimate goal, and now Junis is a bonus that they were able to opportunistically include in a salary dump. Um, because he he only shot about, I'm seeing right here, he only shot about 10% of his shots from the perimeter or, or mid range to three, um, but he shot a high percentage of them. So he is someone, like you're saying, that can totally stretch the floor if need be, uh, which 
kind of will need to for Zion, and they're going to fit a lot better together, especially against our, our Jazz, because that's what helped us so much against them. They're, they're a, a young and hard-playing team, similar to the Grizzlies in that aspect, yeah. and where we where we lacked in physicality, we were able to make up in simply having Rudy guard the paint, and that worked out very well for us, but if if Alex is able to kind of draw him out a little bit and make him have to make more decisions and play less instinctively, that's a benefit for the Pelicans. Uh, yeah. There's also been some rumors floating around about them wanting to pursue Kyle Lowry, and this would give them more cap space than just about everybody in that in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes. Yeah. I think that's a guy who, when healthy, would actually move the, the needle for them. Um, if Lonzo can play kind of more more rotational minutes if they want to bring him back. Um, Lonzo, while he's not, you know, this max contract type of guy, he's a solid rotational player. And yeah, for sure. If if that was the makeup of their team, then I can see them making some waves and, and getting to the playoffs this year and just being a general pain in the butt for, for a team or two. Yeah, no, I... I don't know. So we we know, like, we faced the Memphis Grizzlies this this last postseason. We know that Valanciunas is fully, like, not a scrub. I think he yeah. <laughs> he maybe is a, a little bit of a step down defensively versus, like, Stephen Adams. Um, but he, he definitely can hold his own against um, the majority of starting centers in this league. Um, and then especially against Rudy, he did a, a pretty good job. Um, I, I think Rudy didn't get quite as much... Uh, kind of run in the offensive game as he should, but that's kind of a different topic altogether. Um, but yeah, and then if if we did see someone like Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry going over to the Pelicans, um, and then especially if they do resign Lonzo and kind of have him in more of a backup role, Lonzo's a he's a fine starter, but he'd be a really good backup, um, yeah. and that would it would create a lot of depth for their team. They have a lot of uh, a lot of playmakers and a lot of shot like just bucket getters on that team it's just a lot offensively to deal with I think they'd still be a little suspect on the defensive end and I think that we would still be above them even if we just ran it back with what we currently have Um, but that's I don't know it's hard to think of the Pelicans kind of getting up to that tier like that'd be there's there's so much depth in the west Um, that would just be another another serious threat to, to have to look at. Um, so let's go to the Pelican side. So they are getting, they're moving the, up from the Grizzlies. Oh, gri- yeah, duh, sorry, yeah. the Grizzlies side. So they're moving up from the 17th pick to the 10th pick, um, which we said, it's not like a steep drop off, but there's obviously, um, if they have someone that they really like in that uh, kind of eight to 12 range, and I think there's been talk of them even wanting to move up further. I don't know if it's necessarily packaging that 10 and some other picks to move up, or if it's getting the 10 as well as another pick that's higher up. Um, They just have, their roster construction is like an NBA 2K dream. Like it's almost entirely just people on the first contract. They have so much flexibility with being able to like kind of pick and choose which people they think are playing out the, the best kind of according to what they're wanting in the future. Um, I think having another top 10 pick 
I believe they have another pick further down in the first round. Uh, it's it's getting a little crazy with what they're able to to do, as well as getting a veteran, Stephen Adams, who's a pretty solid defender. Um, he's really good at playing the pick and roll. He kind of mastered that with Russ back in OKC. And I don't know. I know I've heard there's rumblings about them moving on from Bledsoe as well, um, and him this not being like the final landing spot. But what are you what are you thinking about the the Grizzlies? I think this will be interesting, and I really do think that for both of these teams, but um, especially for the Grizzlies, they're they're not done yet. Uh, this is just the beginning of moves that they intend to make. Uh, but just from Stephen Adams' Val Shunas perspective, I think a lot of people are looking at this as kind of almost a downgrade. But I think for the fit on their team, in some ways, he's definitely an upgrade for them. Their, their biggest issue last year was not offense. It was it was defense. I mean, that's that's where they got killed in their series against us. Uh, they couldn't stop us. Yeah, and sure. Steven Adams definitely is a much stronger anchor down low for them. And it's going to allow a lot, all those young gunners to focus a lot more on doing what they do and less on having to focus so much on Staying in front of their guy and all those things that they that they should be doing anyways. But I mean, they had they had Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson. Those are those are tough dudes. But um, this will take some pressure, I think, off of off of like Ja Moran and stuff. Because I know Ja, for as gifted as he is offensively, he's probably average defensively. And I know yeah. Mitch was hunting him. D Mitch hunted him a few times and. This would relieve some pressure off him because Stephen Adams is a good drop big who could who could take care of that or yeah. at least help out. Yeah, I think one of the other uh, things that sticks out to me. So obviously, like you were saying, like offensively they're fine. Like John Morant against us, especially like he could get where he wanted and he could he could get buckets, which was so frustrating. His floater game was unstoppable. Yeah, at times. Uh, but you have someone in uh, Stephen Adams who. He's a pretty good post defender. Um, he can, like you said, he's, I think he's almost exclusively played drop big in most of his schemes that he's been in. Uh, so he's really good at that system, even though we can kind of exploit it uh, pretty well with our passing and our three-point shooting. I think one of the, the underrated things about Steven Adams that I, I don't think a lot of people are talking about, his screens are, they're big and they're strong. Like you, he can take someone out with one of his screens and I think Jaw and Dylan Brooks and uh, their guards being able to to work with those screens, they'll get a lot more space and they'll be able to do, I think, a lot more within that offense with those those big screens because that's not really something Valanciunas excels at. Like he obviously he can set screens, but uh, but no, Stephen Adams, he's just he's a mountain of a man. Like he can he can lay you out with those, and you can get caught on those for way longer than you think. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think I'm really excited for, to see kind of what continues to unfold. We just kind of wanted to, to do a little reaction podcast. Um, we actually, we have made a, a Facebook page now. So if you want to check that out, feel free. It's uh, just take notes, a Utah jazz podcast on Facebook. Um, and I'll check that out right now. What's that? I'll check that out right now. Do it. I invited you, Cruz. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but yeah.
but yeah, so feel free to, to follow on Spotify or whatever, um, whatever app you're listening on. And uh, we'll be back probably right after the draft to kind of do a little draft reaction. So take care, guys.